Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We have a, a very special grown-up life skills edition today because I'm going to, if you're watching the video, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, you, you'll see I'm holding a deadly weapon in my hand right now. Uh, Ari is nodding. We, 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 Ari tried to do some serious damage today with this, this horrible implement that I hold in my hand. It is a Q-tip. Ari, why did you try to give yourself brain damage with a Q-tip today? Let me ask you this question, Andy. Do you right. use a Q-tip every day? No. Okay. Every so few days. Okay. Don't want a gunk, gunk to build up. Okay. So my fiance uses a Q-tip, I think, every day or every other day when she gets out of the shower. Yeah. I never, ever use Q-tips in my ears, like ever. And I, there's two schools of thought here. Like, are you supposed to do it regularly as maintenance or are you never supposed to do it? And mm-hmm. I was always un, under the understanding that you're never supposed to take the Q-tip to the inside of your ear canal. Like, it should only be to clean the cartilage of your ear on the outside. Right. 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 And I so do you stick it in that school of thought sometimes, but I, well, let's, let's tell your story and then we'll get to my story. Okay, so I never do it, okay, ever. Um, and when I was a kid, I remember doing it, but I never did it as an adult. So last night um, when I got out of the shower, I felt like, you know, that feeling that you have when you have water in your ear, like when you get out of a pool? Mm-hmm, so I yeah. felt that in my left ear. So I got a Q-tip, obviously, like any adult would, and I went in there to try to clean it up, and I cleaned it out. Okay, no big deal. Then Britt in the other room watching me do this says, make sure you get the other one. Aha. And I haven't given her flack for this yet, but so I just, for maintenance purposes, nothing wrong with my right ear. It was just my left ear. Start getting in there to try to get earwax out. Then all of a sudden my right ear feels clogged. So I go harder. Like this is annoying. I want to just sit down and watch (laughs) inventing Anna. So I'm like in there and in there. And then Last night, I could not get the clog out of my ear. 
So, you know, thinking nothing really of it, I just like, I'm sure my ear will just get it out, you know, naturally like it's supposed to. Of course. I went to sleep. I wake up today and it's like, I can't even hear out of that ear. It's like there's an earplug in it. That's what it feels like. Because there is a giant yeah. gob of wax. So I went to a workout this morning and, you know, did my best to, to lift weights and I was fine. And then like at the end of it, I told everybody what was going on because I was clearly having a hard time hearing. And they're like, you have earwax stuck in your ear. And I'm like, I'm 34 years old. This is nothing that's ever happened to me before. So I'm like, what do I do? Because, you know, they have like suction on Amazon. You can, and somebody said, if you put water up there, you get ill. So I just called an ENT, uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor. And I just said, hey, here's what's going on. An otolaryngologist, yes. Otolaryngologist. Yes. ENT is easier for me. Um. And he said, you need to come in and get it suctioned out. So I went into a doctor and it was awful. They were picking at my, I was like on in a doctor's chair, looking the other way as he's going through my ear, you know, those like, if I don't, I didn't look at the look at the tool, but you know, when you go to the dentist and they scrape plaque off your teeth, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it felt like it was one of those. And he was pouring some sort of dissolving acid or whatever, or water into my ear. And then there was a vacuum suction. And like, this guy was going at it with an ice pick for an hour, like an hour almost. (laughs) And then finally, when, when it finally got it out, like, I was like, Oh my God, it was like relief. And I asked him, I said, I don't ever want to do this again. So what is the right way for ear maintenance? Um, and if you haven't been able to tell by listening to this podcast, you know that like my life is just like I woke up this morning and I didn't think I'd have to get my ear suctioned out, but that's the way life is with me. Yes. He said, don't ever put a Q-tip in your ear canal ever. He said, a Q-tip is only supposed to be for the outside of your ear. And even then do it. You got to let the body run its course. And this is the doctor saying this. The doctor told me this. So okay. like, if you're one of those people like my wonderful fiance who gets up into her ear every single time she gets out of the shower and clears out earwax. Technically you're not supposed to do that. But I learned today that I have very soft earwax. So if I push it, um, at all with a Q-tip, I'm like, like I basically caused the issue myself by. So if your earwax had a little more grit, if your earwax were a little tougher, if it wasn't such a soft millennial earwax, my, my earwax is like Laffy Taffy. And I think your earwax is supposed to be more like a hard candy. So like that, that I I learned that about myself today. And now my ear hurts a little bit, but at least I can hear. And, uh, the moral of the story is, is that nothing is easy in my life. Everything's always seven steps harder than it needs to be. And all I wanted to do was just hit, hit, dab a little Q-tip up there, feel good, go to bed and watch a show and wake up today and have a normal day. And we had to push the podcast an hour and a half because some doctor was drilling into the side of my head. It is amazing. So Billy it was Gamilla, actually really who, painful too, Andy. Like he was, like, I, I, uh, it I was like sure. really uncomfortable. Yeah. B- Billy Gamilla, who, you know, and love from, from the LSU blog and the Valley shook. He believes that we should have a sitcom where you play my wacky neighbor and all of your hijinks create the, the plot lines for each show. Cause I gotta admit, I thought this was going to be a pretty nondescript day that we were going to record a podcast. I had a, a you know a little something planned to talk about. We actually got a little college football news that we're going to have to discuss. And then I get a text from you saying, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make the time we scheduled because I have to go to the doctor because of what I did with the Q-tip last night. Yes. And it's that. 
is perfect. That is the that is an episode right there. You have to push back the show because I had to get earwax suctioned out of the side of my head. Now, today. I will say, when I was in my twenties, I did have an episode where I was cleaning my ears, and I pushed a gob of earwax, probably very similar to what you did, pushed it in, and it was stuck in there. I didn't go to the doctor immediately. I went to the pharmacy and got the earwax removal kit with the bulb and the liquid and then put the drops in there. Yes. Yeah. You put the drops in there. You just kind of let it go. And then eventually uh, it sort of falls out and (laughs) this glob of stuff fell out. Yeah. I don't know if that would have worked. Because this well, guy, this apparently guy, I have very manly earwax that is yes. hard and yeah, and you have soft, you know, dainty earwax. I have and soft, it can't earwax. handle it. Yeah, everything about yeah. me is soft. That's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just I didn't, I, I didn't. I, you just walked yourself into that one. I yeah, had nothing. To do it's with it's that. true, and it's just like I feel like there's just something that I do every single day. That makes people in my life like shake their head. Like, how does this guy like manage to get out of bed in the morning? And it's true. But it's see, like, I, I am amazed that you're think about how successful you are. Really? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you can't even use a Q-tip yet. Here you hold this great job. Mm-hmm. You have an amazing fiance. You've got mm-hmm. a, a healthy, beautiful daughter. Like you're, you're living the dream, Ari. I know. You're I know. barely I've, functional, and you've accomplished all these things. Yes, I know. It's it's pretty remarkable. I, I maybe if you know maybe God's out there looking out for me. I don't. I don't. I don't know what what the explanation is, but it's also kind of like I stub my toe, I trip, I drop stuff. Like if I have groceries and it's in a plastic bag, it always breaks. Like it's like every single thing with me is like six steps harder than it needs to be. And it's just like I don't know. Like how many adults are walking around and like lodged earwax so far up their ear that they're deaf in one ear and have to go get it suctioned out professionally by a doctor. But hey, you took care of it. You got it done. You fixed you fixed the issue. See, all of these things happen to you, but mm-hmm. you overcome them. Yeah. I, so I you're actually you tougher building. than you think. Your I, earwax is not very tough, but you yourself are a very tough guy. It's funny what we learn about e- ourselves though. You know, it's like I now and we'll go through the rest of my life knowing that I've got soft earwax I can't be fiddled with. And I hope that I can make it another 35 years from now without having an episode like that again. And like now I'm deathly afraid of Q-tips. So that's a, that's a new thing. We can lay on a couch with a therapist and talk about, you know, know. it's amazing. (laughs) Truly, truly amazing. Uh, Yeah. I I didn't think we were going to wind up talking about that today. We were going to talk about a situation where I I need you to rule on whether I'm the jerk or not. And we will Mm -hmm. get to that, but we've actually got some, some college football news that broke on Thursday that we've got to talk about. Uh, Jaden Daniels from from Arizona State, the quarterback in the transfer portal. That's uh, that's quite a uh, a target because that's this is a guy who has proven himself to be a pretty capable Power Five starting quarterback. That's a pretty valuable commodity, and now he's he's available. Yeah, and I saw that some of the schools that he's considering were Cal and USC. So I'm um, not USC, UCLA, UCLA, um, and I just like love the idea that these guys are just transferring to schools in the same conference and playing immediately elsewhere. But, you know, um, he, he is probably one of the more talented players at the position in the country, right? And actually might have some NFL upside. So, you know, I know that the Caleb Williams stuff was, um, you know, really, really big and really juicy. But, you know, we're talking about a top 50 player coming out of high school I think he was from Southern California, if I'm not mistaken. That he was, yeah. Um, you know, has shown some pretty big explosive ability. And when you talk about 
ready-made quarterbacks that are going to be coming into the portal, you know, I think this is probably the top 5% of the talent that you could probably find there, right? Like, am I over-exaggerating that? Needless to say, they are not, uh, they don't seem thrilled at Arizona State. Yeah, and I what I was saying, though, is that, like, he, the Caleb Williams stuff was pretty big. I mean, when it was all happening, and when you think about the fact that he's a top 50 former player in the 2019 class, and I believe from Southern California, um, what he's proven on the field at ASU, you would say he's probably a top 10% of quarterback talents that would ever find themselves into the portal. So, you know, it's not yeah. going to get as many headlines as, as Caleb's, Caleb Williams did. And, you know, rightfully so. Caleb Williams is like the number one player in his class. But this guy is really, really good at football. And, you know, I don't know if it's a system thing or, you know, if ASU has a laundry list of issues that we haven't really examined. I mean, surely they do. Well, I mean, we, we've examined quite yeah. a few of their issues. And and that's the, that may be the, the thing. There it just may be too much uncertainty. You know, they've had to change coordinators. And, and he just may have decided, look, I, I'm not dealing with this. The, the UCLA thing's interesting to me because that, you know, Dylan Gabriel was going to go to UCLA and then wound up going to, to Oklahoma. That's right. What does this mean for Dorian Thompson Robinson? It, it, is there another plan for him? Yeah, I, it seems that UCLA always seems to be right in the thick of the, the major uh, quarterback transfer discussions. And, you know, I, I do wonder about DTR because, in my opinion, he's a really good player. You know, I, I don't know what that means for his plans or. You know, if he's moving positions or moving programs or one foot out the door, I have no idea. But it has been kind of a head scratcher that, um, you know, he, UCLA continues to find themselves like looking for these kind of guys. Yeah. Now, I, I'm i looking at Jane Daniels stats from last season and Arizona State did not have the year that we thought they were going to have. Uh, but he, he completed 65 percent of his passes, 7.9 yards per attempt, which is kind of right around high side of average, uh, 10 TDs, 10 picks. So you wonder, you, you put him in a good offense, you're going to, with that completion percentage, if you can get that sort of completion percentage out of him again and you've got some talent around him, you can do something there. I mean, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I think that he would probably be good enough to start at 90% of the programs in America right now. Is that high? Well, that would be that would be all but about all but about 15? 12, 15 programs. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. And he's a three year starter. You know, he's he's seen all this stuff. So we're talking about a talent a, too that had offers from Bama, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Oregon, A and M, yeah. USC, and everybody else coming out of high school too. So like the pure talent. If you haven't watched him play, and it'd be crazy if you were listening to this and you haven't. I mean, he's clearly very talented. So um, I don't know. Like, it seems to me that he'd be the prototypical type of quarterback to run UCLA's offense the way that we know Chip Kelly likes to run it. But -hmm. I thought DTR was really good, too. So very inconsistent, um, you know, made some crazy mistakes and had been injured a lot in his career. But, you know, I thought he was a really good player. So um, if that's where he ends up, that would be very fascinating to see because, you know, we're all waiting and and wondering whether or not Chip is going to get that thing rolling there. Right. Does Chip does Chip say, hey, I look at you and, and you have a Marcus Mariota type skill set because you know, the guy has a good arm. He can move. So, uh, that, But also if you put yourself in Chip Kelly's position, too, and let's just say DTR, like let's give him a Madden rating. Like so okay. let's say he's a 78, right, which yep. is not terrible, but not great. And then you can get a, a quarterback in the portal that's an 84, 
or an 85? Like, do you, you automatically, like you're in that position right now where UCLA is probably wondering, is this thing ever going to take off? And, you know, every year and every off season, we're kind of like UCLA is going to be, you know, remember last year, I was like, UCLA is going to be really good this year. And, you know, coming out and beating LSU the way they did in week one, like I was like, okay, this, this team's finally going to do something. And then they kind of whittled away a little bit. So like, if you're Chip Kelly, do you start feeling the pressure of like, I need to produce soon? Uh, yeah. And like Chip Kelly's always had. Well, this I mean, whole- they just they just decided that they're going to extend him. So I don't. I don't yeah, really yeah. I don't know. Pressure there. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Now, let me ask you this, sorry, because I'm curious about this. Are there other programs, and, and I think at this point, when a high-profile person enters the portal, we should assume they have things narrowed down a little bit already, mm-hmm. but are there other programs that should jump in? They, you know, try, I'm just going league by league. Who do, who do you think should attempt to grab a Jane Daniels? Because you said 90% of the programs in the country, but like... Let's say you are Georgia Tech or you are, you know, Wisconsin was trying to I get I was on going to say Wisconsin yeah. because I wanted to poke at you a little bit. Poke away. Like, isn't that the exact same scenario that you would, everything that you said about Caleb Williams when it seemed like there was a chance there for Wisconsin? Not mm-hmm. the same type of player. I think Caleb Williams well, is a Well, he's not the same talent. type of player because that that's, and that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> You have to decide, do you think Graham Mertz is better than him? And if you think Graham Mertz is better than him, then you don't do anything. Who would you take if you had one year to win next year? I'm not sure I'm not sure there's enough of a difference to me to rock the boat. Other than what the offense would look like. Right. Because I, I think know that what, Graham Mertz has a better arm, but Jaden Daniels is, would be the right. most Right, and I think for offensive. the offense they run, it's not worth rocking the boat. So... Can you name a single Wisconsin player that was as explosive on offense as this guy? I guess you could come up with some other running backs that came through there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking about like Jonathan Taylor. That yeah, no, I know. I right know. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like in, in the last seven years, I, Jonathan Taylor is definitely more explosive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like prototypical Wisconsin running back running off tackle. There are plenty of those, but like, I just mean like, and I know running backs, a skill position player, but just quarterback, wide receiver, pass catcher, somebody. And it's just like Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the NFL now. And you know, I think it was a Heisman discussion at some point in his final year there. So it's just like I'm trying to say more oozing with athleticism. Does that make sense? 
Like, I don't know how to how to put it. Somebody right. that you can envision, like, making a really big play in space because they made somebody miss. That type of player. Like, and that's the type of guy that Wisconsin really hasn't had much of. So, and, and if you put the ball in somebody's hands like that every single play, it would be a very interesting discussion. It's like if you're Jaden Daniels, too. And I don't know. He's kind of skinny. So, you know, I, I don't know what his NFL That's the prospects thing. I, are. It's not the same as Caleb Williams. No, it's not. It's not. I'm not trying to make so, it the same. I hope. And, and that's it. why yeah. it would be a much more difficult decision. Uh, by the way, the the clip I was trying to listen to that kept drowning out your voice and actually just did it again. Uh, the quotes from from the, the players clear his blank out. He sucks anyways. That, that's what they said. Things are going really well in Tempe, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not not good, not great, Bob. It really, really bothers me too because I do think that Arizona State should be awesome. Like I will die I on that hill. I will die on it. Hey, they're going to have an NHL team on campus soon. So come on, who who wouldn't want to be in Tempe? I just don't know. You know, we don't have to relitigate it, but I just don't know why. I mean, they cheated and they their recruiting class still stunk. It's just like I don't know what has to be done there to to sign a top fifteen class, but it doesn't seem overly difficult to me. Especially well, apparently it's extremely fact, difficult because well, what's going on there? I don't understand it. I just don't. I'll never. It's like a Texas scenario. It's like it's all there. There's a lot in place. There. There's a lot to like about it. And it's just like not working. Yeah, they and don't it, have the wow factor in their facilities that that some of the other schools have. But are they, they still they in have, a blimp? Are they still in a bubble? They're still in the bubble. Yeah. And, and that bubble that's is not inexcusable. Yeah. But everything else they have. I mean, the campus itself, the town. I mean, you don't get much more wow factor than that. <laughs> it's it's pretty beautiful there. Yeah, I've uh, I've had some pretty awesome nights there on Mill. So you know, it's a it's a good time. I uh, I just think it's crazy, and I don't know what would have to be done. Like in this weird NIL world, and you just had the discussion with Dave Ubbin on this podcast a few days ago. It's like if I'm an Arizona State booster, do I want to funnel money directly to the next four star running back out of California, or do I want to build a facility that has a a lazy river and a pool outside. You know what I mean? And it, you mean you what could UCF make, is doing a desert oasis is how I would put it. Something that is like beautifully decorated. You've been to Scottsdale plenty of times. You know what I'm talking Absolutely. about. I know exactly what yeah, you're make talking. It look like That's the Phoenician the they, in there. They, they don't have to go far to find inspiration. Yeah. Now, they also don't have to go far to find a quarterback. How many really good Phoenix area quarterbacks yeah. are there that that they never seem to get? But it's just a shame too because they've done a really good job, you know, at times recruiting the state of California and it's like they got a top 50 player at the position and he played for 3 years and I don't know, did it work out? I guess you could say But again, yeah, did it work I, I out? realize recruiting Southern California matters in in at Arizona State, that you need to be able to do that. That metro area probably produces more quarterbacks per capita than any metro area in the country right now. Like, why can't you just get a good homegrown quarterback? Why is that so hard for you? I don't know if we've, like, ever discussed this. Um, and that's funny. I'm wearing maroon today. Forks up. But I feel like Arizona State doesn't have a passionate city. And nobody that's from, I grew up in Arizona. My parents weren't from Arizona, you right. know, like, and I feel like it's everybody's a, like that. It's a similar to Florida, transplant uh, similar to, to Atlanta right now. Yeah. But it seems like they've also done a poor job of evaluating guys. Like they, they should be, they should be, they should be offering, you know, some of these type of players. It's like Jack Miller is going to 
to Florida now, right? So and had know, gone to Ohio State before. And had that, gone yeah. to Ohio State. It's like Jack Miller was a really good high school prospect, but he wasn't like at the same level as some of these five star studs that are just like Alabama, Georgia bound. He's not like an Arch Manning guy, but like still a very above average quarterback. And I don't know what he's going to do at Florida, if anything, because you know Anthony Richardson's there. And but Jack Miller is the exact type of player that should at least go to ASU. And like, there's how many examples of it? How many, like just Keaton flip up Slovis rattle off all the names from the story you wrote a few years ago. There's like a all million right. of them. Wasn't Brock Purdy. One of them, Brock Purdy's one of them. Uh, brother, little brother Chuba has transferred from Florida state to, to Nebraska. Now we don't know if he's going to be good or not. Uh, Jack Plummer, who, who was at Purdue. Um, and with a name like Jack Plummer. You actually got to do it there, right? <laughs> Tyler Shook went to Oregon and, and yep. started there, but then went to Texas Tech and, and was the opening day starter at Texas Tech last year and got hurt. Uh, and you go, you can go back to to Kyle Allen, you go back to Bryce Perkins. You know, there there have been quarterbacks who've come out of there who could play. Uh, Ryan Finley is from the area, so it, it doesn't seem like there's any interest in either way. Like the, the quarterbacks are looking outside and then it feels like Arizona and Arizona state don't tend to, to, to hit those local guys as hard or they just assume like when Spencer Rattler is there and he's the, the number one QB prospect in the country, they're like, Oh, he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. We didn't even say Spencer Rattler's name. There's too many years where Arizona state recruiting classes have like one or two players from Arizona in their class. Like in 2020, they signed two 2018. They signed one 2021. They signed one. And like, we know that Arizona has a lot more, like it's probably one of the more faster growing talented regions in the country. I mean, yeah, you know, well, and, and, and I mean, it expend, extends past quarterbacks. Let's, let's we'll name some Christian Kirk. Ty Thompson's another one too. Byron Murphy. Well, Ty Thompson, another quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. But Christian Kirk, Byron Murphy, Keely Ringo, the guy who made the, uh, the pick six, that essentially into the national championship game for Georgia. Uh, same, same deal. They're, they're all, they're all, like, I don't like, I don't want to give Arizona crap for losing out to a guy that wanted like losing out on a guy that ended up at Georgia. You know what no. I mean? Like there's, there's only a certain amount of, of uh, reasonable expectations that you can have for a Phoenix player. If they, if they, if Alabama's in, but does Ohio, Byron Murphy have to go to Washington? That is the problem right there in Oregon. I think Oregon, like, completely stole Arizona in 2022. Um, I think Oregon signed like three of the top six players in Arizona in the 2022 cycle. It was either the 2022 cycle or the 2021 cycle, but it happened recently. So, you know, Arizona, the, the top players in the 2022 class in the state of Arizona, um, two of which were uh, top hundred players. One went to Ohio state and one went to A&M. Four-star quarterback Nico Marchial ended up at West Virginia. He was a top 300 player. Like, that's another example. Like, you could go class by class and find above-average quarterback prospects that leave Tempe and go – or leave Arizona and don't yeah, go to and, Tempe. Yeah, I mean, we've been over this with your alma mater in Tucson as well. I mean, Bijan Robinson, they didn't even try. Yeah, he's like, yeah. And, like, my alma mater, I understand a little bit more because it's further away. Like, okay, you're in Arizona, and I'm not excusing it. I think, I mean, U of A just signed a top 25 class. It's not that bad. Yeah. No, I know, but Arizona State is like one of the largest universities in the country and is right in the same city as a lot of these guys. Like, so, 
And Arizona is kind of a niche place, you know, having gone there. I'm, I'm not excusing it. I think it, right. it's been terrible. But, but it is more of a, look yeah, what you're, you're Jed Fish just did in his first full cycle there. Yeah. Signed the first top 25 class in program history. Like there's hope at these places. It just doesn't seem to be adding up. And I wonder if the demand from the administration and the fans really, really is there because, you know, there's a lot of programs. And I think Arizona and Arizona State are the poster boys of these of resources and potential without ever really demanding more. And that's a shame. Uh, it's it, it it's amazing that they can't neither one ever seems to be able to get off. Maybe Jed Fish though will be the guy because you mentioned it. He he signed a good recruiting class this year. He's he inherited a really tough situation and doesn't seem phased by that at all. And like the thing um, too is that we're not asking him to make the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying compete in the Pac twelve South. Yeah. Which has not been a particularly great division. Yeah, it's insane. Um so. yeah. So we'll we'll see where Jaden Daniels winds up. Any other any other school that you can think of that Jaden Daniels like that should try to get in on Jaden Daniels? I'm just trying to think of. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Never like mentioned them. Current, never thought of them. Current um, programs right now that could use a really good quarterback. Who knows what's Florida State situation going to be like? I mean, they, they think they're they're pretty happy with Jordan Travis right now and and they're going to they're going to roll with him for now. They've got AJ Duffy coming in as a freshman and and I guess the he'll get a shot to to win the job, but I think yeah. they, they feel like AJ Duffy Travis is like is a huge signing for them. So, I'm just trying to look at like sexy programs that don't have the bona fide starter that they actually want. You know what I mean? Or like that not that they actually yeah. want that they're they well, it's are like, it's sure like Nebraska and, and Nebraska obviously has taken two transfers with the hope that that somebody's going to going to work out. Yeah, I'd say Ole Miss, but they're in on every single quarterback transfer in the history of the world. They got Jackson Dart. I I think they felt like that's the guy. Yeah, that worked out well for them, yeah. So um, Michigan State, maybe? Yeah, I I don't know. I think Thorne. I'd be pretty happy with Thorne after 11 wins. I I thought he played pretty well. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I mean Nebraska's got Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy, so we'll we'll see what happens. With I'm just trying to think of programs that are usually really good or above average that could use like dynamite at quarterback. What about Texas? I know they just signed Quinn Ewers, but yeah, Casey or uh, is Quinn Ewers going to be the starter at Texas for sure this year? You think? Oh, I don't know that that I don't know. That's the thing. Like now he's doing a, a signing with Bijan Robertson and Xavier Worthy in Dallas this weekend. There you go. They're signing autographs. My guess is he doesn't go there unless he's fairly certain he's going to get a chance to compete for that job. But if you can add Jaden Daniels right now to be John Robinson and Xavier Worthy, I mean, do you know all I want in this world is an Arch Manning Quinn Ewers battle? Well, I don't know that you'd get one. If Arch is coming, would and and, and well, if Quinn is this the established starting quarterback, that's fine. Or he could play. Let's say he plays this year and, and next year, and he's and he bounces. And Let Arch me rephrase it. I just want them on the same roster for a year, and I want to see what happens. You would have that in twenty twenty three, right? Yeah. Arch could kind of be what the if heir Quinn, apparent. What and, if Quinn Ewers doesn't win the job at Texas this year, and then he better graduate fast? Arch Manning comes in. Yeah, if, if Quinn That's Ewers like doesn't win the job, quarterback battle porn right there. He 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 better. <laughs> he better take a bunch of classes because <laughs> you got to get that degree so you can transfer again without sitting out. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. When you 
it is an interesting dynamic with Quinn because I, I'm, I'm sure he'll be very good. I'm not. But when you blow your transfer after four, what is it, three months at a mm-hmm. program into your freshman year when you're supposed to be in high school still, you're kind of handcuffing yourself. Right. And that's something that I don't know that everybody's considering about this free transfer. It is. You don't want to use it too quick. But once you've used it, you, you got to graduate before you can move again. And, and the coaches know that. So yeah, he really, he really, uh, used his get out of jail free card really fast. Yes. At a, at a play at a time in which he shouldn't have even been in college to begin with, which is funny because I still count Quinn Ewers as part of Texas's 2022 class. Which is the best case scenario for Texas. You got the number one overall player in the 2022 class signed without his transfer ability. Yeah, I, it, this is this is going to be a very strange next few years as this market figures itself out because there are going to be players who are going to realize pretty quickly that when they get to the new place, the coach now realizes they have them sort of like they did in the, under the old system. And anything they said to you, they don't really have to follow through and on. And also, too, like do about it. Jaden Daniels, to go back to that, is the best is the best quarterback in the portal, right? Like it's JT Daniels. Well, I'd say Jaden Daniels probably has a, a, I don't know if he has a better body of work, but he has a more reliable body of work, if that makes sense. JT Daniels has two injuries that, that kind of knocked him out. And then I, I realized the, the injury last year didn't keep him off the field at the end of the season. It was just that they felt like Stetson Bennett was better, but the the thing is you've had you know a couple situations with JT Daniels in actually three different seasons where an injury knocked him out he wasn't quite healthy enough to play until the end of the year and then he got hurt and and had to miss significant time so like you're not wor- as worried about that with Jaden Daniels yeah it'll be fun to see how it all how it all pl- plays out for sure we'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. 
From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, Ari, we need to figure out, am I the jerk here? Because I'm, I'm, I'm very curious what, what your take on this is. So the other night, I screenshotted a post by a guy. I screenshotted it because he's a, a, a college kid. I didn't want him tagged. I didn't want it too easy for people to flame him. But I thought it was very interesting what he tweeted, and it was a poll that he tweeted. So clearly he was looking for engagement, looking for responses. And so this guy's name is Sam DeSorbo. And I believe he's a student at the University of Michigan. And he asked this question. Here's the debate. If I were to play the entirety of each game for a team in the NBA, would I score 20 points in at least one game? And then in parentheses, assuming my team is feeding me and I don't have to play defense. This seems like an easy success to me. And and the two options in the poll are would drop 20 in one game or wouldn't ever drop 20. Now, the correct answer to this is you wouldn't even score 20 points in an entire season doing that. But what I what I tweeted is this is the sort of thing me and Mike Felder, Mike, Mike, you know, from from Power Hour podcast, he goes mm-hmm. with, with Nicole Auerbach, are talking about when we say some people have zero understanding of how good pro athletes are. And I said, and make an NBA roster good might be the best good of any, any major sport. So I didn't, I didn't because say of the anything. scarcity of the players. Correct. Correct. There's yeah. so few spots and you have to be that good just to make the roster. Yeah. So we'll get into the discussion of how many points you could score in an NBA game in a second. So there's a guy that comes after me and Felder and I'm not going to use his name because he seems very sensitive about tweeting at other people on the internet. He apparently thinks that's wrong. He said, I'm being very disrespectful and mean because I tweeted this kid's tweet and that I am, I am bullying him online by having an opinion about the thing he had an opinion about because I have an audience that is significantly larger than this guy's audience. Am so I a I jerk th- for doing I don't that? think you're a jerk because that's what he was looking for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. And this is what I told the guy. I said, he put it on the internet. And, I, and it's an interesting thing because this, this guy's younger. In He's fact, in the best thing that could have happened to him is that you did it because that it sparked the debate even more. People were talking about it for and it was because just because I did it, other people found yeah. it too. Um, people talked about it for days. Like, if anything, this kid, this kid's got a future. Like, he's created great content the week after the Super Bowl, which is a really slow week. Like, good for him. Yeah. Also, too, it's just like, what does he think that they're just going to leave him at the three point line and that he could like score? Th- four That's bas- what he's thinking that he can cherry pick either beneath the basket or or at the three point line, but. Before again, before we get to that, and we will get to that because I think that's interesting too. What what line do I draw? Is my question because that, I I do wrestle with this sometimes when people tweet something at me and I'll quote tweet them and, and get in an argument with them and stuff like that. What You're talking line to the do king I draw? Of that. You're talking to the king of that. But should we be doing that with people who aren't, I guess, public facing people? Yes. I think so too, because I think if you put it on the internet, you wanted people to see it. Otherwise, also, you wouldn't have put my, it on the internet. My take, okay, and I don't know if this is the right or wrong way to look at it, Andy. 
But we are sports writers. Correct. We don't cover the Pentagon. Correct. We don't cover politics. We're not writing about coronavirus and medical stuff and things that are actually like impacting people. Right. So like you are engaging in a funny sports discussion from a person who put it on the internet in order to have a discussion about it. So exactly. also if you see the vile, terrible things that people tweeted us every single day, like Twitter's just not for the faint of heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. And if I tweet something stupid and I have, yeah, I'm getting made fun of all the time. Well, that's, two years that's what ago. I told the Remember guy. Like, I was like, I was like, I say this as someone who gets clowned for stupid things he says on the internet every day. Like, that's part of the deal. And like, also, you got to put it yourself in our perspective, too, because, or our position. If I say something dumb, the entire internet reacts to it, or the college football slice of Twitter reacts to it. Oh, yeah. If you remember two years ago, the tweet that You've now we've never done that, though. I'm talking like ratioed to the world. And you know what, man? <laughs> I'm just as prone to saying stupid stuff as everybody else. And I never get on this podcast. And the one thing I, I know that I do irritate people sometimes, they don't like my takes. They think I'm wrong. But like, I've never sat here and pretended like I'm right. 100% of the time either. Like no, a lot of the stuff that I do. Yeah. The thing that, that we do <laughs> on this podcast is to discuss things and to theorize about things and to kind of bring context to things. And I'm not perfect at that. You know, I just do the yeah. best that I can to absorb the information that I'm given at the time. And am I right about something? A hundred percent. Of course not. So like I've been dragged on Twitter plenty of times and it's just like, I don't feel like you were even talking about anything that serious. So well, what I, did, is, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even insult this guy. All I said is he doesn't understand how good pro athletes are like that. That's not even anywhere near. I don't as even bad know like what, like where he thinks he would score. Cause I'm assuming that there would be somebody on him on every play. Well, so unless he's good at hitting 45 foot threes. Yeah. With no I, one in I his think, face. I guess if you, you hit seven half court shots, <laughs> that's, that's your, that's your only shot. But yeah, it's, it's also it's too, funny. you got to remember the people in the NBA, even the smallest ones are long and lanky as hell. Yeah. Like the short Curry guys are six, four. Steph yeah. Curry looks like a little baby out there. And isn't he like six, three or six, four? He's, I think he's six, two or six, three. Yeah. He's, yeah. That guy would jam pack the ball in your athletic. face every single time you tried to shoot it, even if he was five feet away. Oh, like it's, how it's high these guys can jump. Yeah. Well, and somebody, I also somebody think that remind, basketball is the worst possible sport to do this in, too. I, you know, I think it Maybe is because everybody's football. played basketball. So that every, you know, you get, that's where you get the, the, unearned confidences i've played basketball i've made baskets on a 10-foot rim but if you've never played basket, and i've never played basketball against somebody who played in the nba i've played against guys who played in division one and, and and the difference between me and a guy who played in division one is like the difference between an elementary schooler and a high schooler like you have no shot and everybody knows about those stories and i'm sure that there's like campus legends all the time right and the, and the guys football. who played in d1 are, are, are as far from the NBA players as I am from the D1 player. But you've heard the campus legends of D1 football players playing basketball in the rec center. Yeah. The oh, D1 yeah. football players are awesome. Like the oh, yeah. level of pure they're great athletes. Athletes. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I don't know and, anything and, and, about this man and who posted well, the stuff, but like unless he's six, six or super athletic, I don't think he would even sniff the ball hitting the rim. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> our, our producer, Cam, there's a greater chance of someone finding that speck of dirt in their glass from Ari's What If on Monday than this guy scoring 20 in you the season. You should read the stat out game. there. 
that oh yeah this the stat is uh is a 0.117% chance that that you would you would swallow the speck of sand and die I love that he just went and found like a normal bathtub to try yeah, to Yeah like, our, our listener Brian looked it up and did all all that You I, should I, read I his just, tweet read his tweet if you have it in front of you I do not have it in front of me I can vamp for a second and find it though um but yes he uh he went and looked it up and I appreciate that I don't think we we didn't get any stats on the turtle. I'm I'm disappointed in that, but you know, not surprised. Uh, no, Cam yes, gave us stats. He said it would take two years for the turtle to walk from. That's right, Candid. Okay, so Brian, he he did the research and he said, assuming the average bathtub holds 80 gallons of water, which is 10,240 fluid ounces, assuming a 12 ounce glass is used, that would mean the bathtub holds 853.33 glasses of water. Therefore, the odds of getting the grain of sand and dying slash killing a loved one are 1 in 853.33 or 0.117%. So, Well, the thing about the would-you-rathers, too, dude, is that you don't have the math in front of you. So, like, I guess now that you have the math, you're like, do you think there's a point one? But, like, with my life, Mr. Earwax, like, that doesn't that doesn't really help me well, out. What, what, have we, what have we established on this podcast? That we are bad at math and our listeners yes. are great at it. You know, I wanted to – I on the uh, – Ohio State podcast with Landis the other day. Someone asked us a really funny question, and I we it, it opened up a twenty five minute discussion on the podcast about aliens and the insignificance of my life of human um, life. Okay, and somebody asked us the mailbag our place question. in the universe. Yeah, our place in the universe. Like, and we don't have to go down that road, but they asked a mailbag question. What is and, I, and the first thing I thought of before answering it was I need to ask Andy this on the show okay. this week. Go for it. What is the scariest message that Earth could receive from extraterrestrials? Hmm. My answer was get ready to die. I mean, that would or be scary. Or Pizza Hut Buffet doesn't exist anymore. One or the other. That would be scary, but I think it'd be more like you look delicious because getting ready to die encompasses a lot of things. Like it could be something over in an instant. They could just blow up the whole planet and be done with us. But get ready to get eaten sounds way scarier. Like Landis said somebody's gonna eat me. Landis said that the scariest thing that he thinks an alien could say is we're already amongst you. What if but is that scary? Because what if they're nice? What if they're smart? What if they're bringing us jetpacks that actually work? Do you want to spend they are do you want to spend 10 minutes on aliens? Technology that allows for space travel. You could make the case that Bo Jackson is an alien. Oh, we could definitely we, we could make a case that everybody in the NBA is an alien. So, yeah. How many baskets would you be able to score in the NBA, assuming that nobody is human in it? Assuming they're, they're all aliens. Yeah. Zero. So here's, still zero. So here's still what none. I told Landis, though. I and I and I want to know what your take is, but we always talk about like you just said, like I, I did well in my field, right? Mm-hmm. I got an eleven hundred on the SAT. I'm not a very like. I don't know if I'm very smart. Like, I'm an average intelligence, I think. I'm very good in public. Like, I don't ask dumb questions at rental car lines, and I can check out very quickly. I'm not, I'm not like, <laughs> that dumb. But, like, I try to envision, like, what do you think the coolest thing, like, that we use every day is? It doesn't even matter. Let's just use the light bulb. Okay. Um, Thomas Edison created the light bulb at a time in which they were living off livestock, living in mud huts, and, like, mm-hmm. there was no... And I, and I thought to myself, what would be the first step with the way my brain works into trying to understand how to create a light bulb? 
which really, when you think about the, the innovations that we've made as a human race, the light bulb is very insignificant in comparison. Like me and you are looking at each other over a computer screen right now I mean, in different sides I mean, of the country. I mean, the, the iPhone, I, I tap this thing three times and, and someone brings Chick-fil-A to my door. Like, So what is step one? All you have is dirt amazing. and rocks and whatever you go outside into the woods and find in order to innovate a light bulb. Do you know what kind of thinking, the, the, the type of plane that you have to be thinking on to even consider capturing electricity? And like, I think to myself, based on my intelligence as a man. So you think I, Thomas Edison was an alien is what you're getting at. Like was Tesla, was Nikola Tesla not oh an alien? Oh my God, you're the guy from Ancient Aliens. You're, you're, I'm not you're saying like, it's we aliens. We can't possibly explain this, but must be aliens. Listen, I think, and Landis said this and I agree with him. If you think that we are the only people in the universe, that's arrogant and dumb. Okay. I watched oh, a YouTube it's, video. It's absolutely silly. I mean. I don't think people fathom how big the universe is unless they it's, watch. It's massive. We are we are a tiny little speck of a speck of dust. It no, takes, the, yeah. the, the sheer probability, because there's so many different galaxies and, and planets, and the, the sheer probability that we're alone in the universe seems highly unlikely. It takes 17 million years for a ray of light traveling constantly 17 million years to reach the end of the known universe. Can you fathom how far away that is? And to think that we're the only ones is just, I think insane. And I just like, love that you are Giorgio from ancient aliens because that is his, that is his explanation for everything. Pyramids, aliens, air travel, aliens. But like when you think about the pyramid, listen, my people made the, the pyramids, so you watch your mouth, okay? They say we can't do manual labor. Let's go check out the pyramids of Giza, okay? But the points of the pyramids line up to the, like, centimeter to certain stars in the sky. And, it's like, I, and I'm thinking to myself, but, like, honestly, thinking about, like, the ancient Jewish people sliding rocks and making that as slaves, if that's what happened. How could they have possibly measured that? I I don't I, listen. I didn't say I didn't believe Giorgio Salakis uh, Sukalos. I just I said watching, you're him. I was watching another one too, where there were like twenty five ton pieces of stone in South America that they discovered um, as one of the ancient ruins. It was made out of this stone, and it was twenty five tons blocks of this stone. And this stone, which dates prehistoric dates, I don't know, you know, whatever. I'm not a professor. But before, obviously, Clearly. ships and air travel and stuff. And that stone did not originate on that continent. So explain to anybody how the stone built in these ancient artifacts in prehistoric times that weighs more than a, a skyscraper ended up in South America. Like, it's like stuff like that. Aliens. Blows my mind. But tell me, Nikola Tesla, who invented like nine million things, I can't even figure out like how to light a fire without a starter lock. <laughs> this mean, guy's this guy's you're tapping out here. Into the, you're tapping into the fundamental joke of Men in Black, like that everyone with some sort of extraordinary ability is an alien. Well, just judging on my capabilities and what I know my limitations are as a man, it blows my mind what people can do. And I'm not even just talking about physically. I just mean like mentally coming up with the things that we've come up with. Like just just feeding off of the earth to be able to create a fax machine. Which is outdated technology. 
I'm the fact that full, all these, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this full circle. The next terrible Tom Cruise movie, Aliens Will Invade. You know how we're gonna kill them? Q-tips. We're gonna push the earwax into their ears, and they're gonna die. Well, that one, the one, the best Alien movie that I've ever seen was Signs. That movie scared the shit out of me. It's like a really good movie, and I'm, I actually don't like sci-fi at all. We've had this discussion. But like I and I'm not a huge alien movie fan, but like I can get around on aliens because I feel like it's within the realm of possibility. And it's like I am waiting for the day that like 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 if you think about the the size of Earth in the entire universe and how it's not even a speck of sand on a speck of sand. Um, and we sit here all day talking about college foil signs for you, but. Well, if you haven't seen Signs, it's, I mean... It's, it's a, been 25 years. You can spoil it's a, it. <laughs> it's not that old. But basically, M. Night Shyamalan was like, what if I made an alien movie where the secret was the same secret as The Wizard of Oz? It's water. I don't even care how it ended. It's just like I can picture <laughs> a world where I'm sitting in my living room and then like I'm watching a newscast of intruders on planet earth and the thing that i told landis that was more scary to me than the actual aliens would be is if human beings were given this information that there were hostile aliens on earth or coming to earth the scariest part about it would be the anarchy that humans would oh yeah we'd all turn on each other everyone would assume everybody else is an alien it'd be anarchy that would be worse than probably just getting the planet exploded but i do think that it is interesting that we on earth are 17 million light years away from the edge of the known universe. And like you and I spend every single day yelling at each other about college football and people calling me an idiot on Twitter over college football. And it's just like to think about how insignificant that would be in the entire world or universe time and space. I, it's just like, it's, it's insignificant on this world. Yes. <laughs> like it's a hell of a way to pass the time. Like, like for instance, like the ear nose and doctor guy that I saw, the otolaryngologist. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. ENT said a lot of people have called today to get earwax come out of their eye, their ears. So apparently this is a regular thing. (laughs) And he said, you were like the sixth person that called and I was tired of turning people away and I wanted to help you because I called like 10 doctor's offices and I couldn't find anybody that would see me today. (laughs) And I said to my, I, I said to him, I said, you know, I'm a sports writer. And it's like, you I love that they're actually, triaging it and, and they're yeah. like, guy who tried to kill himself with a Q-tip. Nope. No hope for him. But I, I told the guy to today next. in the office, I said, it's really awesome that like you and what you do like helps like relieve people. Like that's an important, like when you think yeah. about like my career in comparison to his career. If you quit this podcast to join Greenpeace, I'm going to be pissed. Because you mush some earwax into your ear. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very mad. People are getting mad at me, f- fired up, because I don't think that Oklahoma would have a top 10 recruiting class if Nick Saban coached everybody. Uh, you know, that's what I did on Tuesday for work. And and this guy, like, relieved pressure out of the side of my skull by dropping acid into my head and pulling it out. And it's just like, he's way more important than me yes. on this earth. And, like, I am on an earth where I'm one of billions of people and this earth isn't even a speck of sand in the universe. Makes you think, doesn't it? 
scary. Ari, by the way, gets severely affected by earwax. I think there's still earwax in his brain right now, and it's probably having an effect. Here's why we're all important. You, you guys especially, you listeners are important. We love you. We appreciate you. We like that you listen. We hope you're telling friends to listen to the show. If you're not already subscribing to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Andy Staples will get you six months for a dollar a month. That is a hell of a deal. That is a very important thing. We may be grains of dust in this universe, but you will be a better informed grain of dust when it comes to the sports world for just a dollar a month. That's what matters. Ari, I love you. I am glad that you did not do any permanent damage with the Q-tip. I do think if we're invaded by aliens that there is probably a way to defend ourselves with Q-tips. They're very dangerous, as you've shown. And uh, I think everybody should just have a great weekend. Yeah, I love you too, Andy. Thank you. Think about where we are in the universe. Jaden Daniels is far more significant than I am. Me too. But hey, we all have our place. Talk to you later.